Hi, and welcome to the Silver Show podcast, where we talk about silver, gold, mining, and markets. I'm your host, David Stein. I'm an investor, advisor, and mining entrepreneur. Our goal is to make mining investing approachable by discussing important topics in a concise and fun way. Today is episode four, entitled A Random Walk Through Precious Metals Equities. And before I get going on that, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Kuya Silver. Kuya is uh, expanding and optimizing the Bethania Silver Mine in Peru. If for more information, you can check out www.kuyasilver.com or there will be a link with the podcast. Okay, so I wanted to talk about um, uh, investing in gold and silver equities. So, of course, there's ETFs out there that, that track gold bullion or silver bullion. Um, but let's say you want to go beyond that and uh, start, you know, investing in the actual mining companies themselves because, you know, gold bullion can be really boring, frankly. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about the different categories of companies out there. There's a huge variety uh, of gold and silver mining companies out there. Uh, and I'm going to try and cover it really quickly. So we keep the, this podcast nice and, and short. Um, so let's just get going on it. Um, you know, there's over 700 companies out there that are doing something with, with gold and silver. Um, most of them gold, of course. Um, so let's start with the lowest risk, the big, bigger and lower risk companies out there. Um, so, um, before I get into the mining companies themselves, there are, uh, there's a group of companies which are called royalty companies, um, that, uh, are seen as being the lowest risk mining equities. Now they actually don't mine themselves. They, they, uh, uh, they take a royalty, uh, basically a percentage of the revenue, um, of mines that they've either financed in the past or they they bought these royalties from other owners. And what's so attractive about this business model is that when uh if if a mine is to have an operational problem let's say and their costs go up, well that's obviously negative for the mining company, but the royalty company actually as long as they produce that gold or silver, the royalty company gets the same revenue. So um, they don't, they take much less operational risk than the mining company themselves. The only way a royalty company can really lose badly is if one of the underlying mines has to shut down for some reason, either because of some, you know, really serious operational issue or it's run out of ore or it's unprofitable, which those things do happen. Now, there are um, mid-cap and small-cap uh, royalty companies out there. Um, there's a few large-cap companies that are kind of really the, the gold standard, for lack of a better word. And they've got royalties on so many mines and so many companies and so many countries that, you know, it would be highly unlikely that, that you know, that a, a bunch would go dead all at once. Um, so, so they're fairly safe. Now, as you go down cap to mid-caps and, and small-caps especially... Um, there's a lot of companies that do chase this model because they're, it's, you know, it's very attractive. Um, but um, if uh, these smaller companies will, will only have revenue from perhaps one or two mining operations, and so 
if something goes wrong with one with either of those operations or, or with their main operation with their main royalty it's obviously very bad for that company um, so it's much riskier and you know in my view you might as well just invest in the mining companies themselves at that point so now let's let's go to the mining companies so the biggest companies in the world um, would have you know perhaps you know 10 15 20 mines all over the world um, and uh, they're they're obviously seen as being less risky uh, in part because they're very highly sophisticated professional organizations and they're also you know diversified geographically and with different mining methods deposit types um, you know there there's there's basically no way to accomplish that kind of size without being hugely diversified all over the world so those companies um, are are kind of the the bigger safer uh, companies to invest in. Um, but as you go down cap, what you're going to usually find is, is companies will have fewer mines. Um, but you know, don't be fooled. Um, you know, a company with, with two or three really, really great mines that are highly profitable can, you know, make more money and actually be worth more than a company with 10 mediocre mines. So, and that, that, that's, uh, totally can happen in, in the, in the gold mining industry. Um, but as I said, typically, as you go down cap, you're going to be looking at smaller mines. So there'll be mid caps, so which might have two or three mines, and then you'll get to the junior mining companies. Now they will usually have either just one mine or they might have two smaller mines. Um, now these companies can be very interesting to invest in. Um, obviously they are going to be riskier though. They're smaller companies, uh, in general, um, but uh, if they are able to grow, which it's obviously easier to grow if you're smaller, you know, by building a brand new mine or expanding an existing mine, then that growth can be very, very profitable for shareholders. Now, the challenge to growing is that these companies probably don't make enough cash flow to fund these projects by themselves um, because gold or any mining uh, capital is very uh, chunky. And, uh, and so these companies, these smaller companies will usually have to get some type of other external financing uh, in order to grow. And, and that financing itself can be a risk, a risk factor. So that's just one thing to, to watch out for. But as I said, these, these, the ones who get it right are going to have far greater returns than a bigger mining company under the same gold price circumstances. Okay, so now let's move to the non-producers, um, companies that don't have any revenue. And th that's a huge group, probably um, 600 plus companies that are publicly listed. And, but of that group, I would divide them in, into explorers and developers. So developers uh, have an asset that they are trying to get into production. Um, and so they, they can be at different stages from... You know, they might be the latest stage would be they were they're they're actually under construction, so they're going to be starting imminently. Um, some might be at the permitting stage, some might be at the engineering stage, some might be drilling out a resource. The earlier you go, obviously, the more risky it's going to be because you know if 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 you're just drilling out the resource, um, that's great. You've got a resource, you've got an asset that's worth something, but you know a lot can go wrong in you know, the three or four or five years that it's going to take to get that into production and go through all the other steps that you need. 
And of course, all the way along that, you have to finance the company continuously. Um, and, and just the financing itself can be a risk depending on how strong the, the markets are. So I would say in general, the, the, early, the closer to production, the, the better, um, the less risky that company is going to be. And my advice to investors would be if you, if you want to sort of get a, an idea of whether or not a company is worth investing in a developer, then uh, take a look at what, they're, what they will produce once they're, once they're in production and try and find a, 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 you know, one or more companies that are comparable to it that are already in production, have already gotten there, so to speak, and see what they're worth. And if, you know, and if there's enough of a valuation increase from where they are today, and it's worth waiting the one or two years to get there, then, you know, that can be a good investment. And, you know, if not, then, you know, then maybe find something else. Okay, finally, uh, exploration companies. Now, all the companies that we've mentioned so far, they, they really, uh, although they all have their own fundamentals, the company-specific um, fundamentals, they all uh, they all are going to, to some degree, rise and fall with the gold price itself or the silver price itself. With exploration companies, I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, it's definitely easier to get financing for exploration during a bull market. But um, from that point on, um, whether or not the company you know, goes up or down will depend on the actual results. Of, of the drill program or of the exploration program that they're going to do. So exploration companies are trying to find something for the first time. And uh, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a target. They, they, they will have some kind of data that's leading them to this target. And, uh, you know, as a layperson or as, as if you're not a geoscientist, it's kind of hard sometimes to evaluate this, uh, the, this, uh, the thought process that goes into choosing a drill target. Um, but nevertheless, you know, you can read in the internet and you can try and teach yourself some of the, some of the, uh, some of the methods. Um, what I would say though, is that, um, you, when these companies are, are drilling they're, they're you, you need to look at them more like a venture cap kind of model because, um, they're, they're extremely risky and most of them are act, are going to fail, and and it, we kind of know that going in. You know, the companies won't say that, of course, but the vast majority of them will not discover something on their you know their their next drill program. And so, um, you know, you, you may, if you are going to seriously look at, at at investing in exploration companies, you might want to look at um, buying a little bit of a, a portfolio of companies. And and that way, if if one of them works out, you know, you maybe make a, a huge return on it. Um, and, and that, um, is covered off by some of the ones that, that don't, uh, don't do as well. Um, and, uh, so, so that's it. Um, I, I'm going to leave it there. Um, happy investing everyone. Uh, and, uh, hope you, you, uh, you know, can enjoy investing in, in the, in the mining market. Um, it can be a lot of fun to follow these companies. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time on the Silver Show podcast.